Hello and welcome to the Gale Hill Radio Hour. I'm your host, Kate Jones, here with a follow-up to my interview with Rose Dignan, the writer and researcher behind Golden Boomers, a blog about group living. During that conversation, Rose and I talked about the benefits of cooperative or group households. There are economical and social benefits for sure, as well as what to look out for if you're considering becoming part of one. Since we spoke, Rose published her ninth blog, and as much as I have enjoyed all of the ones she's written, number nine is my favorite so far. In it, she interviews Joan Abrahamson, founder and president of the Jefferson Institute, which seeks to implement solutions to social concerns. One of those concerns is aging in America, which made the interview a perfect fit for Rose's blog. I recommend reading Ms. Abrahamson's views on the subject and have included a link to the blog in this episode's description. Also, Here's a short excerpt from my interview with Rose to give you a bit of an understanding of what group living is all about and how it's made a difference to Rose, who's in her early 70s. But, you know, you ask a good question about what is group living? Mm-hmm. Because, because a lot of people don't understand. It's basically any group of people that choose to live together. Now, that can be, um, you know, anybody who's not married and living in a two-person household, anyone who's not living alone. Um, It can be multi-generational. It can be that you're living with your kids or your grandkids. Uh, So group living covers a lot of bases. And our group living situation happens to be female. Interesting that there are so few group living situations with men. I did a whole blog about it because... I do think that we could live with men. There's absolutely no reason, as long as the men are willing to do their fair share and follow the rules of the household. Uh, That does open the doors, though, to potential romance, which could get awkward if the romance ends. But that's another subject. (laughs) Right. A a future blog, maybe. Yes. (laughs) Well, so how long have you have the four of you been living in this way together? I moved in five years ago because, frankly, Kate, I was living on my own in uh, my condo in Point Richmond, which I love. It's a very historic Victorian little town. So cute. I had lots of friends, a gym on site, a pool on site. I was a member of the yacht club. I would walk my dog daily into town. I really loved it. But Frankly, I got tired of eating alone. I got tired of um, watching TV alone and going out, you know, and and just I got tired of of all that. So I decided to rent my place out and I moved in with my sister pretty much five years ago. At that time, there was one other woman living there. So now there were three of us. And when my renter, my good friend, Deborah, um, who was renting, she and her husband were renting from me. He died. He, he was about a decade older than her. He was 80. And she, my sister invited her to move in with oh, us, wow. which I thought was so generous. I would never have done that because you know, the, power, the power structure is a little different than if you all own the house together. Um, 
which is one way to go, that you find friends, you find your tribe, and you buy a house together. Right. The other way is to just move into an existing home, which is what I did and what our friend Louise did and what ultimately my friend Deborah did. Deborah's only been there a little over a year. Louise has been there six years. I've been there five. And I must say, it's so much of a financial lightening of the load. It's, you know, you, sh- you when you share the cost of a home by four, you know, why have four Comcast bills? Right. Why have four PG&E bills? We have one and we divide them. And so it's financially, as well as psychologically, a, um, a healthier choice, a better choice than living alone. Did you know that loneliness is is worse than smoking? Uh, you know, I have been reading about things like that. And yeah. isolation is so detrimental to the mind and the body. You know, you just, it's just not a good situation. You really need to have engagement in the world to be all around healthy. You are absolutely correct there. And, you know, writing this blog has really opened my eyes. I knew we were setting a trend. I'm, and, you know, if you look at the statistics, there are almost 20% of um, living situations now are, they're moving toward this trend of group living. Um, so it is, it is a legit trend. And so when I started looking into it and doing research for this blog, I, I only do the blog about every two weeks. I've, I've only written eight so far. Um, but I've really learned a lot. And what I do is post, you know, I have a concept and then I post links that so that you can learn and read. And so I got to tell you, so many of my friends who are Facebook friends, I post it there. And then I also have this website, goldenboomers.net. And that I'm hearing from so many people that are interested, you know, they're in their 60s. And they're thinking, wow, I, you know, I've now I'm divorced. So maybe I should have a group living situation because as I say, financially, no question, hands down, way better concept, Sure. but also psychologically and emotionally. Um, plus I think it keeps you young. Don't you? I mean, I, I live in a house with 60 year olds and 70 year olds. But I'm also looking into younger, like here in the Berkeley Hills. It depends where you live, of course. But here in the Berkeley Hills, we have so many large homes, four or five bedrooms with a single person living in them. I would love to match them up, let's say, with students at UC Berkeley. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I think it would be great for the owner to, to be kind of, you're kind of forced to become more flexible. You know, when you live on your own, um, not only is it depressing and lonely, and and what brought that home was COVID, right, Kate? I mean, COVID just, and actually loneliness became a problem even before COVID. Um, Because I, again, I studied that. And young people, unfortunately, social media has really impacted our, the amount of time we spend alone has grown since 2019. And that's a year before COVID hit, correct? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it was um, 
the spring of 2020 that it really yeah, that's right hit. that it really hit mm-hmm. so it started really when social media took off and kids started spending a lot more time on social media than with other kids and and i think all of us during covid you know luckily i was in the house with two other women so there were three of us then and um and our circle was fairly large because I had no choice but to help my son who was flat on his back waiting for back surgery. And they had three little girls. Oh so my I goodness. Gonna, you know, I wasn't, so I even spoke to my doctor and she said, yeah, of course you have to go. Um, you just can test and, and make sure you're not the spreader. Um, so, but anyway, I just think that loneliness is truly affected by this and flexibility is truly affected by group living. Because you have to, right? You have to, to get to all get along, you have to be somewhat flexible. Right. You can't be like, oh, this is how I do the dishes. You know, in, in our, in our little group, um, I'll just give you a couple of examples. You know, we, we do a monthly touch base meeting and it turns out that a couple of the women were bothered by the fact that I would just stick frying pans back willy-nilly into the you know area where we keep our frying pans and they wanted them to be stacked in a nestled sort of way. Oh yes, you know, nestled. Large small. <laughs> well, right. I didn't Yeah, I didn't know that. So it was really useful that they told me that and ever since then I've been very uh, conscientious about about doing that. That's but very that good. Fun. I just want to say we have nestled yeah. frying pans. <laughs> You have so there are certain things that are legitimate complaints that you might have, but let's say you just can't ever bear a dirty dish in the sink. I mean, come on, let that one go. We happen to be very, very tidy in our house, but if there was, you know, if there's a pot, I just leave it because the person that cooks will get around to it. If you'd like to hear the entire interview, please go to episode 34 Group Living with Golden Boomers. All of Rose's blogs are on her website, goldenboomers.net. And for what it's worth, I agree with blog number nine that as a society, we haven't experimented enough with living arrangements that could help people thrive as they age. Warehousing them in an old folks' home is not the answer. Amen to that. This is Kate Jones with the Gale Hill Radio Hour. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Please share this episode with friends and family members who may be reconsidering where and how they live.